everybody. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700. And you can listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I want to invite you to check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com. And from there, you can listen to replays of all my previous shows by clicking on the radio replay link. And also, not only that, but, you know, I've always got... Uh, a lot of reference material I use when I'm mm-hmm. doing my shows. I've got links to different websites, things like that. Heck, I've even got links to all the music I use uh, on, my, on my show. If you want to listen to the whole song, I always find some good stuff to listen to. Um, but you can click, uh, you can download the actual show notes, and there's a link for that at each replay. You'll see it just below the replay where you can download the show notes and get all the references that, that I use for the show. And then you can do some of your own research. That's what I always invite everybody to do. You can also now listen to the podcast at Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. So I just added that over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the United States flag today. It's like, it's amazing that apparently there's a lot of people in this country that actually do not even know how many stars are on the American flag, which I find to be just mind-boggling. It's like last week on my show, I played a man-on-the-street thing in which a whole lot of people were asked about the flag. It's like, well, how many flags are on, how many stars are on the flag? And, and, and so many people didn't know. It's like, oh, uh, I don't know, 30, uh, 49, uh, 52. It's like they had no idea. And it's like, it just kind of makes me wonder, how can you live with your hand, head that deep in the sand mm-hmm. to not know this? How do you not even accidentally just kind of hear this at some point in but time? But we know the answer. They've been indoctrinated. They haven't been taught it in schools because that's what the evil wants these young kids to know. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, and people mm-hmm. living in their bubbles and things yeah. like that. I mean, even even one of the things I played last week, they, they were asking, well... Do you think that if there would have been gun control at the time of Jesus, that maybe Lee Harvey Oswald wouldn't have been able to assassinate him? And people were, they, they just, that totally didn't get their attention at all. It's like, well, gosh, I don't know, maybe. It's like, wow. All they heard was guns. Yeah. yeah. And guns are evil. See? Right? You've got a point there. <laughs> that's what that's they, all they heard was guns. That's what, the, so, that's what media wants to do yes. to you. That's what the algorithms want, the, want to do. They want to brainwash everybody. They want to indoctrinate everybody. They want to absolutely overload them with fake news. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talked about cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. and it's like it's all about that. But then when you have the schools not teaching them the truth of stuff, they have nothing to like counterbalance what they're getting on social media. Well, they're not only not only right? teaching them the truth, but they're right. actually filling their head with propaganda. Exactly, exactly. So I've these got a these poor here kids that might be able to do a test to some yeah, of that. Yeah, these poor kids are getting it from everywhere. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they like I sometimes think, oh my gosh, these kids have. No chance, but you know, with God, there's always that. But it's so much harder in this day and age, I think, for children, because uh, I, when I grew up, I, I learned civics. Yes, I learned the flags. I mm-hmm. did too. You know, I, yeah. I, I learned, but it, you know, I'm far removed since going to school, so I, I know a lot has changed because I was in the schools. Yeah. I used to teach, and that's why I left. Um, but yeah, these kids—they're—they're they're just. I—I uh, I really genuinely feel bad for them. Yeah. See, I'm very thankful in Belen schools, um, from elementary on up to the high school, we still stand and say the pledge every single day. Nice. Good. We still, and, and it is something that we do the, the Pledge of Allegiance, um, and then also the, to the New Mexico flag. 
Nice. So, uh, so it's something that everybody does mm -hmm. from from pre-K on to 12th grade. And that was obviously voted as a school, or you do it as a school district? Mm -hmm. So that was voted on at the local school? You know what, I don't know the actual okay. legislation of it, like if it's something, it's just something that tradition. we all, we, like just, tradition? we just do, Yeah. you know? And um, I don't really know that there is a school that doesn't there. I mean, I know the schools that I've been, because I've been in elementary and up all the way up into, into the high school, everybody, it's something that we do on the intercom. You get up in the morning, okay, everybody stand for the pledge. So that's and like a local decision. Because mm -hmm. I know that when I used to teach in Moriarty, we didn't do that. Yeah. And of course, my kids have been homeschooled, so I, I don't know, even know if they do that in the other schools. Do it might know? be up to the individual administration District. of each mm -hmm. school, the principals, because I remember, you know, volunteering in my kids' class here in, in Albuquerque, in public school. And they, they did, uh, like in middle school, but at... The, at the elementary school, they didn't. Mm -hmm. So I really think it's like mm. that individual school administration. See, decision. in elementary school, I would think would be the most important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that's when young minds are really, really forming. And it's like you do, I think you probably do a lot of, most of your learning in elementary school. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking. Well, that's when your brain is, is, is the sponge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why the left tries to get into the elementary schools. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even they know how to do it right. They do. Really? They think do. about that. Mm -hmm. they, they know, you know, getting sex education in fifth grade. The, the left knows how to indoctrinate so well. Mm -hmm. They really, truly do. And we don't because, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> Oh, boy. So a little bit about the United States flag. Mm -hmm. And this is stuff that, honestly, I anytime I talk about a topic on this show, I always learn a lot of things myself. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to go kind of deep into it. It's like it might be kind of fun. It's like, so how many of you didn't know that until an executive order from June 24th, 1912, that neither the Order of the Stars nor the proportions of the flag was prescribed? So there wasn't a standard hmm. until 1912. <clears throat> so. I didn't know that. I didn't know it. I, I didn't know that until I, yeah. So anyway, so over the course of this country's history, obviously mm -hmm. the flag, flag has changed on yes. just over and over and over again because we've added states and apparently there's this thing where they actually, actually finally came up with some standards. Mm -hmm. and, and so that kind of guided it. So. In June 14th of 1777, it was stated that the flag of the United States be made of 13 stripes, alternate red and white, and that there be 13 stars to represent the 13 states of the Union at that time. There were 13 mm -hmm. states. White in a blue field representing a new constellation then after the act of January 13th, 1794, this is kind of kind of different, provided for 15 stripes and 15 stars. So um, apparently they didn't, uh, I, I don't understand the 15, but apparently they decided, well, we'll just have 15 stripes for 15 states and 15 stars for 15 states. After the act of April 4, 1818, they said that there'd be 13 stripes and one star for each state, which is essentially mm -hmm. what we have now, to be added to the flag on the 4th of July following the admission of each new state. That was a new one too, the 4th of July. Apparently that's when, whenever there's a new state, they don't add it to the flag until the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. um, 
An executive order by President Taft dated June 24th, 1912, established the proportions of the flag and provided for arrangement of the stars in six horizontal rows of eight each, a single point of each star to be pointed upward. So mm. it's like over time, it just kind of evolved. Evol yeah. And they came up with these standards. Yeah. Executive order of President Eisenhower, dated January 3rd, 1959, provided for the arrangement of the stars in seven rows of seven stars each, staggered horizontally and vertically. And then executive order of President Eisenhower dated August 21, 1959, provided for the arrangement of the stars in nine rows of stars staggered horizontally and 11 rows of stars staggered vertically. So at any time they add in a new state, because- Yeah, it has to be. It has to be, they had to rearrange things. Okay, so how many stripes are there? I thought there were 13 there stripes. There are 13. 13, stripes. 13. Now there's 13 stripes. Now there's 13, stripes. 13 okay. representing the original 13 okay, colonies. Okay, correct. And yes, there are 50, okay. 50 stars. Stars, yes. Because mm -hmm. we have 50 Okay, states. I didn't know all that history, so I was just getting confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was that time there before we added Hawaii and Alaska, in which yeah. we had 48 stars. And okay. then that's when the stars were all kind of aligned, in, you know, just... Yeah. In, you know, together in right, rows. That right. would have been the six by eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but mm -hmm. after the other two got added, then they were staggered. And then the colors that. also represent something. Yeah, they do. Anybody so, know what those are? Yeah. Anybody guess? <laughs> blue equals... What does blue equal? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I know white is pu purity. purity. White is purity. Uh, the red is... Uh, the... Hardiness. No, I forgot it's something, uh, and I just Courage. studied this. That's my age. Uh, tell me, I Beck. I know, I'm, I'm looking. You, are you the same way? You know it, and then you forgot it. I, think I know, I was just had a conversation about this. Did you? Okay, so here it is. Red signifies hardiness and valor. There you go. White signifies valor. innocence and purity. purity. And blue is perseverance, justice, and vigilance. There you go. Yep. And... Another interesting thing, too, is that there actually was a standard established for the exact color of red and the exact color of blue. Mm -hmm. So there is an, an exact standard for that. Yeah. And there are, uh, with the flags, there's also standards and rules um, on how to fly the flag, when to take it down, when it's half mat. There's all kinds mm -hmm. of things mm -hmm. uh, involving the flag. I, I, I really like the blue, how that last word was vigilance. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I think a lot of in society anymore, we've lost that vigilance. Mm -hmm. You know, that vigilance for, we're all in our own world. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we don't have that vigilance for the people next to us. Mm -hmm. uh, like we're in, in the last hour, when we were talking about that, the, that guy that, that he did, and he saved people, mm -hmm. you know, but... That I like how that blue represents that vigilance that we should all, I think we've forgotten as a society mm -hmm. because we're busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then another thing too is that the, you see any, you see a lot nowadays, you see a, a stripe, an extra stripe on the flag that signifies something. Mm -hmm. Like Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the blue stripe like the on blue. the flag. Mm -hmm. It's to, it sim, uh, okay, it is talking it's for, about. It's for black the blue kind of mm -hmm. policeman. Black the blue, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they have different colors that represent different groups of people. I saw a green one. Yeah, there is. There's a what green is that for too. again? Okay, uh, green First one. responders. Yes, um, I have that one here. Yes. Green. Um, mm, 
uh, where is that at? Yeah, I did see that. Veterans and Okay, green stripe on the flag, it's used to honor law enforcement agents who work day and night to Mm -hmm. safeguard us. But then the blue is kind of the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Do you like that? I'm I'm conflicted. Do you guys like that stripe there? I don't know. I I don't mind it. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 you I think just think it kind of desecrates the flag? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe. And we're watering down the flag little by little. And the left is going to use it somehow. Now, here I am just being pessimistic. Um, the left is going to use it somehow to obliterate our flag. Now, I, that's just me, but... Maybe. What, let's just leave the flag the flag. Yeah. I don't know. That's where I'm at. My son and husband were in the military, and they died for that flag. They didn't... They were willing to die for that flag, not for the one with any other stripes, because then you're ultimately going, oh, this is where I was going. Mm-hmm. You're ultimately going to leave out a group. You're dividing now oh, with the flag. That's exactly. what I was thinking yesterday. Right? We're talking yeah, about not being divisive. Divi- you know what they're going to do is they're going to yes. say, well, the flag is not inclusive enough. Bingo. That's there what I was go. thinking. Oh, the, mm-hmm. there have already been people Absolutely. who have said that publicly, yes. that the flag, they feel oppressed by images of the flag. Yes. And I want to respond to something you just said about your husband and your son fighting for the flag. They didn't fight for the flag, right? They, right. They fought for what that flag stands Represents. for. Represents. Exactly. Yeah. And that's important. But why is it important? Why is it important that... Congress went through all of these, you know, minutiae of rules and details about, I mean, I think a lot of people would go, oh my gosh, who cares all about these details and where the stars are Mm -hmm. and all of that. Why did they do that? Because it would be so easy for different states and different factions of the country to create their own version. And then that's the banner under which they're going to fight. That's the banner Mm. under which they're going to run out, you know, and, and fight verbally or fight physically. Mm -hmm. Um, That divisive instinct that I think is in all of us as humans Mm -hmm. is something we do have to guard against if we are going to be able to keep and maintain that more perfect union that our founding fathers, that Abraham Lincoln talked about during the Civil Mm -hmm. War when there was such division. I think that's the biggest um, tool of the enemy, evil, whatever you want to call it. in this country is dividing us Mm -hmm. and making us believe that it's us against them. Yep. No matter what side of the aisle or what side of an idea you're on, um, more and more and more, I think media pushes the other is um, without redemption, without any um, point of being part of us, right? Mm-hmm. The other is terrible. I mean, right. I've had family members that are like, we should just secede from the union again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, certainly they're tongue in cheek, I think. But, you know, the people that I love have certainly said things You like know, a lot that. of people don't realize the seriousness of the, the whole concept of seceding from the union. Yes. Okay, we saw what happened the last time that Lots happened. Lots okay? of people yeah. died. Usually mm-hmm. it ends up in shooting and people mm-hmm. dying and it's like, uh, Civil you know, that, war. That just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just doesn't happen easily. No, yeah. no it, it, it doesn't. It comes at such a high price. Yeah. yeah. And I think the reason why they went into such 
uh, minute details to make sure that this flag, which is just a symbol, yep. it's just a symbol. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be a symbol to unite us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. We, all if we're not united. People, we're all Americans. We're mm -hmm. not black. We're not white. That's we're right. not whatever exactly. color. We're not whatever, uh, whatever race we are or whatever preference we have. No, we're all, you know, that one thing we have in common, we're all Americans. And yes. I think we just need to keep it pure. Without yeah. the blue line, the black line, the uh, the purple line, the pink line, because before you know it, it's going to all be there, and it's going to just look like a rainbow of nothing. Yeah. You know what? You know? I never, yeah. I would never was bothered by that blue stripe, but mm. hearing your position on it and thinking it in the context of mm -hmm. what is the point of the flag, it is created to, yeah. to mm -hmm. unite us. Correct. Under mm -hmm. a banner, and in itself, just like you said, Allison, in and of itself, it already creates division. Mm -hmm. Because people look at it as the United States oppressing them. So already in its pure and its simple form, it causes division. And now we're creating more division because now it's the blue line. It's the green line. Well, what about my line? I, well, don't I get a line? What, don't, don't, yeah. First, ed, don't educators or nurses or attorneys get a line, right? <laughs> and so the point is is that... Actually, they do. The, the, do, do, they, do they really? <laughs> nurses, but not attorneys. Do. There's an extra <laughs> white do. stripe. That is for nurses, medical doctors, mm -hmm. physician assistants, wardens, correctional officers, probation officers, dispatchers, air marshals, DEA agents, ICE agents, civil air patrol, coroners, air traffic controllers. I don't know if there is a teacher stripe. I wonder if there's a homemaker stripe. I don't know. <laughs> But the, my, my point is it's just yeah, you're right. vision. They a stripe before the lawyers. Right? Sure. So, so then at one point, you're going to have to have a flag that has all the different colored stripes on yeah. it, like you were saying. It's yeah. going to be, okay, why don't, yeah. And if we can't even learn red, white, and blue and what it means. And I mean, the gay community already has a rainbow flag. You, you I know, say, we already have yeah. a, a, a rainbow flag. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I don't like it. Uh, even though uh, what always happens is the intentions are good. Mm -hmm. Like when I used to teach, we used to do Black History Month, and the, uh, that still happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I thought it was good. So important. And then in reality, what it really does is it divides. It really, truly does. I was doing Black History Month when I was teaching up in Edgewood Elementary School, and I brought in, because uh, it was St. Patrick's Day, so I had this gentleman, a parent, talk about Irish. Yes. Right? And then this little Asian girl goes to me, well, when it, am I, am I going to have my mom come in and talk about my culture? Yeah. And you know, on the books, it, it wasn't there. And I vowed at that moment I would never single out anybody because little brains, especially in elementary, mm -hmm. don't get it. All they, they see is it. the division. Mm -hmm. And I think with this flag, that's what it brings out for me. And I do not, now I'm even more convinced I don't like it. Boy, you've got everybody <laughs> confused now, Karine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the left part, the evil part is division. Yeah. Because when we're fighting amongst ourselves, then that's when they can pass those laws right. that are, are, are those mandates that aren't really laws. Mandates but they, that aren't really but, laws, But they yeah. can pass those laws because we're so busy uh, fighting each other. Yes, yeah. ma'am. That's right. That, that's and my that, point. And that's, in my opinion, the, the biggest danger to our freedom and liberty is letting the media and the people that want to tear this country down divide us yep. blindly and think, you know... The other side is horrible and irredeemable, um, and and then you get those statements that even elected officials have made publicly yeah. about go get them, go find them, go take them down, yeah. go t you know. It it incites a, another civil war, which w yeah. could be the worst thing that that could happen oh, to we our could, country. You know, we yeah. could, we could do a much more efficient job of killing people now than we did during yeah. the civil war. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 
it would be much worse now mm -hmm. than the first time around. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I don't like the extra stripe in the flag. That's just my stance. Okay. Well, that's a good, that's a really good point. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. And you, and, and you could think whatever you want to think because so, we are a free country. Because right. it's America. Absolutely. That's right. Mm -hmm. We can. So yep. we've come to the conclusion that, an, that a different color stripe on the American flag is not inclusive and it, it discriminates. And I think it, 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 it really uh, turns away people from what the intent of the flag is in the first place. Because it's like supposed Allison to be all said, of us. Yeah. We're under a banner of unity and, yeah. and uh, messing up the flag just doesn't create any unity in my eyes. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's profound. It is. Oh, you never thought about that? I, I actually I hadn't. hadn't. Oh. Yeah, I never have either. Oh. No. And I'm, and, and I'm kind of leaning towards the not liking that stripe either anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I really, I love. Green. Police, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Them, but, but you know what? If we love them so the much, way. let's give them their own flag. Yeah. Right? You have flags for everything nowadays. Well, I mean, you see those trucks uh, on the side of the road that got a bazillion flags in the air. Yeah. You, you know, I, 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 to me, and I guess because maybe I'm military as well, uh -huh. um, and we love our flags. You know, we had flags flown over Afghanistan for my son's mm -hmm. uh, fallen soldiers. That, And then re remember I was on your show last and we talked about Francis Scott Key mm -hmm. and Fort McHenry and what the symbol... That was a great show. Did I listened to the playback. And it's like, wow, that's even better than I thought did it was. You, I sent you the link to actually see. Did you yeah, get that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Wasn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. That was good, yeah. And so for me, when I think of the flag, I am taken back to that period mm -hmm. in time when that flag was like everything for the Americans. Oh, yeah. You know, I and can so, see you're just about to tear uh, up here over you know, that. Um, that, yeah. that really gets to you. Yeah, so yeah, it, it yeah. really truly does. So the, the stripe yeah. just doesn't nothing for me. Yeah, no, I get it. Wow, okay. Whew. Oh. That's good. <laughs> so, so I want to talk about this um, term general welfare. Mm. Now, over the course of a couple of shows, I've talked about well-regulated, and mm -hmm. we even touched on that again because I just love that topic because it's a, it's, it's a topic I literally need to beat to death so that people totally understand it. Yeah. Okay? Because I've talked about numerous times how those that would like to destroy us and divide us, they constantly are changing the meaning of words. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Okay? Oh, yeah. And I'm really, really interested in Allison's mm -hmm. take on this, okay? Because what they do is they change the meanings of words and... And, in a, in a, and what's really, really bad is when they change the meaning of words in the Constitution, okay? Because the words in the Constitution mean what the words meant, meant when they were written, mm -hmm. not what, whatever they've changed them to now. I don't care about what they changed them to now. All that matters to me is what they meant, what the intent of the founders was. We hear that word intent all the time. Well, the intent was they use the meaning of the word at the time. It's like, that's the intent. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the next one I wanted to cover is general welfare. Yep. Okay. It's used a couple of times in the Constitution. You see it in the preamble, mm -hmm. which I love the preamble. Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautifully written, very short paragraph. And it's also used in Article 1, Section 8. You see it in two places. Okay. And... So I'm just going to read to you the preamble again for those mm -hmm. of you that may have forgotten it, okay? We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Now... Like I've explained previously when I was talking about the preamble, I really talked 
half a show about the preamble itself because it so, has so much meaning. Mm -hmm. It's basically the cover letter for the entire U.S. Right. Constitution. Mm -hmm. When they're talking about general welfare, promote the general welfare, okay, they're not saying, they're not talking about your welfare check. They're not <laughs> talking about the government uh, confiscating somebody's wealth and giving it to somebody else. They're not, it, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that at all. And then in Article 1, Section 8, okay, it starts out, the Congress shall, and I've talked about the word shall, how significant that word is and what that means. It means shall, it means it gets done without question. It's un, no exceptions. Have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. Now, what does that mean? Okay, so, and I'm really interested in Nelson's take on this. Article 1, Section 8, it gives 18 specific provisions mm -hmm. in which what that is. Okay, it's not, so to me, what that's saying is that it's not saying that the government can just spend your taxpayer money for whatever they want. They, the things that they can spend the money on is specific, okay? Now, when you hear about, like, they'll pass these bills in Congress and they'll take taxpayer money and they'll pay for just any kind of pet project that they want promote, you know, pay for some kind of museum or give money to one group or the other. Um, that's not the general welfare. Now, to me, the term general welfare means that it benefits all of us, not just one specific group, okay? And these specific things that they talk about when they're talking about these specific things they talk about to borrow money on credit of the United States, to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several states and with the Indian tribes, to establish a uniform rule of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies throughout the United States, to coin money, regulate the value thereof, and of foreign coin and fix the standard of weights and measures, to provide for the punishment of counterfeiting the securities and current coin in the United States, to establish post offices and post roads, to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors of exclusive right to their respective writings and discoveries, to constitute tribunals inferior to the Supreme Court, to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the law of nations, to declare war, grant letters of marquee and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures on land and water, to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to that use shall be for a longer term than two years, to provide and maintain a navy, to make rules for the government and regulation of the land and naval forces, to provide for calling forth the militia, to execute, execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections and repel invasions. There's that mm -hmm. word militia in there. Of course, I've beat that one to death already. I hope you guys understand what a militia is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it's, it's specific in there on what they can, what the general wel welfare is and what they spend money on. 
and they just can't spend it willy-nilly. Allison, what's your opinion on that? I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> um, I tend to agree with you, and I think um, there are cases um, decided on both sides of this argument in a way throughout the years when this has been addressed. But I, I, I know that the general consensus and understanding of what the original intent of the enumeration of powers in mm -hmm. Section 8 yeah. of Article 1 was to limit Congress's power, tax and spend power, to those enumerated items that you just read out. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, it would be illogical to list specific things out if there was a free-for-all and, and no limitation yeah. on those powers. And it was debated. Um, by many of the founders and, and members of the various states um, when they were trying to get the Constitution ratified. Mm -hmm. And the biggest concern was, is Congress going to then just take over and make laws for every everything without limitation? And that was addressed even by... Which is kind of what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a constant... I mean, what do they say about power? Power corrupts and absolute power well, corrupts. Well, yeah, absolutely. and you know, we hear about the slippery slope all the time. It's yeah. like, oh, we've we've already slid down the hill. I and, mean, <laughs> and the founders <laughs> we're knew, over the cliff at this point. Yeah, the founders knew that, that this was going to be too strong of an enticement, too sweet of an apple to for the Congress to not mm -hmm. pick, right? They want as much power as they can get and that's a that's something that the constitution was created to guard against um, that was one of the main purposes of creating this constitution and having it ratified by all the members of the you know all the states um, of the country um, to make sure everybody agreed to these rules this is where that limitation exists. Right. Hey, Allison, let's take a quick break. Um, we're at the 30, and then we're going to continue this conversation because there's still a lot to be said. Okay. We'll be right back. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com. 
Longing to be free of pain? Free of pain meds? To move freely and easily again? Call Dr. Lynn today. 505-200-0271. RiverlightCommunityPT.com. 505-200-0271. Welcome back. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Freedom Speak on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere, conservativetalkabq.com. I am here with my guests, Corrine. Yo. Allison. Hi. And Tanya. Hello. <laughs> so before the break, we were talking about general welfare in the Constitution and what it means. Now, I personally think it has been just so incredibly taken advantage of, and they're just pretty much doing anything they want at this point. Mm-hmm. The, the federal government, when it was formed, its powers were supposed to be few and defined. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've heard Rand Paul a number of times uh, make the description that the federal government should be so small that you barely notice it's there. Well, that's certainly not the case anymore. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And it's becoming more and more tyrannical. You, you, You see them creating agencies like the CDC and the FDA and, and all of these, uh, all these three letter agencies that pass down orders. We saw that a lot with the CDC over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's CDC guidelines. I don't care about the CDC guidelines. The CDC can say whatever they want. The CDC does not make laws. I don't follow what the CDC... You know, the CDC is welcome to put things out there and recommend, recommend. things. Yeah. And if I want to follow it, I will. If I don't, I'm going to say, oh, pound sand. I pound sand. I don't care. I, 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 you don't... You're not the boss of me. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. I know, you're not the boss of me. So, I was talking about the enumerated powers listed specifically in the Constitution. And I was talking about that with Allison, and she was getting into a a discussion about that. So, I want to continue that. Um, I want to read something by Alexander Hamilton. Mm -hmm. He wrote in The Federalist, number 83. Mm -hmm. This specification of particulars namely the 18 enumerated powers of Article 1, Section 8, evidently excludes all pretension to a general legislative authority because an affirmative grant of special powers would be absurd as well as useless if a general authority was intended. Anyway, yeah. That's what I was saying a while ago. It's, It's nonsensical to list out here are your powers, Congress, and that's how it's worded. The yeah. powers shall be. One, two, shall. Three, four, five, There's six, that seven, word, eight. shall. Yeah. Tell me what you think the meaning of shall is. It's got to happen. Got to happen. It's not maybe happen. Right. It's not, well, if you want it to. It's not going to wait, well, if, or except. No, it's, it's very definitive. It's, very definitive, yes. It's also in the Bible, thou shall not kill. There you go. Mm. <laughs> Actually, technically, it's thou shalt not murder. Mm-hmm. But 
when they when yeah. they translated mm-hmm. the Bible, they changed that word. Mm-hmm. My my roommate, he's he's a he's actually went to seminary school, and that that one drives him crazy. He says it's actually shall not murder, not shall not kill, because we kill things all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a difference between there murder and kill. There's, there's a, a difference. big difference. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. One is, one is a crime. Exactly. One is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you kill somebody in self-defense, that's different than murder. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I go out hunting and I shoot a squirrel and I bring it home and have it for dinner, uh, I, I killed that squirrel. I didn't murder it. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Words that's matter. another conversation. Words yeah. matter. I tell my <laughs> husband that all the time. Absolutely. Words, Words matter. matter. Words <laughs> totally matter. Yeah, they do. Being and actually a- knowing the definition of the word. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Because it's not my definition, your definition. That's It's fine. not the urban dictionary because, you know, the no. dictionaries all change all the time. Yeah. But there is a literal meaning. Just like in the Bible, you have mm-hmm. the original meaning of, of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, like you said, you know, we are changing all these words to fit our, to fit the times we're living in. I had somebody go after me on social media the other day because of something I said, and then they come up with some definition on Wikipedia. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, my oh. God, it drives me crazy. Okay. And, and, of course, I totally schooled this guy on Wikipedia. I said, do you realize that Wikipedia is simply somebody's opinion? Mm-hmm. It, it's all it is. You and can't it even use that in college. You can't even. I was going to say I just I just finished my master's a couple of years ago, and we were told uh, yeah. I will put a zero on your paper if you cite Wikipedia. Wikipedia. That's all. right. That's right. Period. Yeah. Like that can be changed by anyone. Mm-hmm. It can be. Literally, it can be changed by anyone. It's whoever felt the need yeah. to be that person and define it. <laughs> you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it changes on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. You know, me, if I'm going to look something up, I'll go and I might, I might uh, look up a definition by Merriam-Webster or something like that, or I'll go in there and actually, even if, I, I have a friend of mine that helps me a little bit on, on writing sometimes too, because doing this show requires an enormous amount of preparation. So I've got a good friend of mine, Robert Jackson in Texas, for a while now. He's been helping me uh, with my research. And it's like, so that we can get a lot more information. You notice I have a very, very lengthy amount of information that I that I look up, and and that helps me on that too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. as the as the show grows, he's going to become a, a bigger part of my research team. Nice, so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And what a service to all the listeners that you do this each week, because the only way our our government and our country has any hope of survival is having an informed citizenry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that really is the backbone of everything. If people just put their heads in the sand and don't learn and don't really know the truth, we're doomed. Yeah, you know, like when I gave that quote about the about the nuclear bomb, and I said, uh, I, I am become uh, uh, yeah. death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my roommate uh, tried to correct me. He says, well, that should, should say I am become Shiva. And it's like, yeah, I've heard that one, and I, I researched and researched and researched, and I could not find a single reference to that. And it's like, um, for some reason, he was thinking that was the original quote. And it's like, well, I don't know. I can't find any substantiation of that. And it's like, you know, when I talk about things on this show, I do my best to, like, do a lot of research. And it's mm-hmm. like if I like if I do a quote or something like that, even if my friend in Texas gives me a quote, it's like I, I verify it first. It's like I want to make sure it's <laughs> correct. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't that's my, that's yeah. my favorite Ronald Reagan. In quote, trust, but verify. But verify, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so on, on that thing I was talking about, the enumerated powers. So another thing uh, that James Madison said about mm-hmm. that, uh, this was in a letter to Henry Lee, and he said, what think you of Hamilton's commentary on the terms general welfare? The federal government has been hitherto 
limited to these specific powers. If not only the means, but the objects are unlimited, the parchment had better be thrown into the fire at once. Mm. <laughs> so what else were you talking about about these enumerated powers, Allison? Um, well, the that final paragraph um, of Section 8 um, has been used as sort of a, a catch-all category um, mm -hmm. at times because it says, and to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper for carrying into execution the foregoing powers. Okay, and that references the, here, here's the, the enumerated, enumerated powers. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And all other powers vested by this Constitution in the government of the United States or in any department or officer thereof. So that final half of that last section or paragraph in section 8 of Article 1 um, is where the government um, increase of spending for a particular purpose outside of that specific list of enumerated powers finds their grounds mm -hmm. in, in that one, you know, half sentence of that paragraph. Um, thankfully, you know, we are blessed to have a Supreme Court that has a majority now that does look at the original construction and intention of the Constitution and does um, use in their decision-making um, rationale the principle of limited government and the principle behind mm. the Constitution to keep, um, for it to be uh, a, a, a block, a, a corral for the, the powers of the government, understanding that we the people give the Congress these particular powers, not the other way around, right? Um, so I, I know that there are a lot of cases um, being filed, have been filed for many years. There are lots of wonderful attorneys who've committed their, their entire profession to fighting for maintaining the liberties of individual Americans um, from an overreaching government. Mm -hmm. And so those battles are being fought every day in the courts. And um, I think by and large, um, that I, th I think that there is hope that the original intention of the Constitution um, is going to be upheld and our, our liberties will be protected. You know, it's like one legacy that Trump left us with, even mm -hmm. if he, you know, even though the election, in my opinion, was stolen and it was, there was so much fraud and cheating and, and the mm -hmm. evidence is just becoming more and more overwhelming, mm -hmm. is that he appointed those three mm -hmm. constitutional oh, yeah. Supreme Absolutely. Court judges. It's like, oh, thank God for that. And yep. it's like, because they are actually in there and they are actually looking at all this stuff now. We're seeing one ruling after the yep. other in which they are actually interpreting the Constitution as it was written. And I, I'm so thankful for that. There might be some hope. Yeah. I think there is. And there's hope yeah. for New Mexico as well. I yeah. mean, right now on our Supreme Court, right, because all the states have a New Mexico Supreme Court in case people don't know that because we, we 
we, we just don't know a lot of stuff in New Mexico and in the mm -hmm. United States. Uh, we have five, five left liberal progressive judges on the Supreme Court. And we have the legislature, uh, the House of Representatives, and the Senate, who overwhelmingly the majority is left progressives. Mm -hmm. And there's no checks and balances within the three branches, right? And so we can't just look at the governorship as the one end-all be-all. We have to look at all of the branches. And right now, the way it stands for the New Mexico Supreme Court, it could actually be flipped. Yep. It could actually be flipped if we vote in constitutional judges. Uh, there's one up for retention. And retention, that just means that he has to get 57% of the vote to stay. If he doesn't get 57% of the vote, the next governor will appoint someone. So if we get a, a conservative, if we get a conservative governor in there, and this Michael V. Hill doesn't get retained, then the next governor appoints somebody. And so we could flip it very easily in this next election cycle. We really truly can, and I find that full of hope right there. Uh, but if we do not step up and s help save it, we are gonna lose it and we're gonna land up like Venezuela. And all those other countries out there who they're, they're struggling, and I don't know if they'll ever get back. They'll ever get back, because once you get back to a point, it's, it's really difficult, well, right? Like right now with the masks. Right. Mm -hmm. we, we're still wearing masks. Yeah, and you know, there never has been any... And California just brought them back. Yes. Yeah, and with there's been zero scientific... Yes. You know, they're always talking about, about the science. It's all about the science yes. all the time. There is no scientific data that, yeah. it, that even says that... As a matter of fact, there's scientific data to the contrary. Absolutely. Saying mm -hmm. that it's bad for you. Even OSHA, before all this happened, had yeah. their standards on mask wearing. Mm -hmm. And then after COVID, they changed their standards of, of mask sudden. wearing all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's really hard once you give up that freedom. It's sometimes it's so difficult to even go back. Like, when are we going to get back to normal? Well, I mean, they're still... When? They're, they're still they're still releasing drugs on emergency use authorization exactly. when there is no emergency. I, but, right. But the emergency has never... It's never been declared there is no longer an emergency. Correct. They're going to keep mm -hmm. the emergency in place forever. And you know why? Because our governor still has emergency powers. That's right. Yep. And she wants and to she keep it. And she wants it. She yes. wants to keep it. Mm -hmm. So we need to get some House of Representatives and some legislators in there. Because the legislators are not doing their job. Otherwise, they yes. would be removing those powers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we need to, we can fix it in the next election yeah. cycle. Get Tanya in there, um, Allison, um, Al, Alan Martinez, and all of these constitutional uh, uh, common sense yeah. people yeah. in there to introduce a bill to strip her emergency powers. Exactly. And the next governor. It's not just for it's right just this her. moment. Oh, it, need, it needs to be permanently stripped. It needs yeah. to be permanently. It no needs to be removed. No one person should have that kind exactly. of power for your, your entire state. No one person. That's not what our yes. founding fathers intended us to have. Well, yeah. and I think we need to be taking a close look at, like, how many, how many executive orders has Joe Biden? He doesn't need a Congress anymore. We don't need no, a exactly. Congress. Exactly. He's not Congress Congress in the United States is absolutely worthless at this point. They are not needed because all all yes. the president has to do is write an executive, executive order, order and there you go, it's in law. Yeah, when I was on the campaign trail uh, with one of my candidates, uh, they were saying, oh, I'm just going to do executive order, executive order, executive order. And I'm like, hmm, let's, let's think about that. Yeah. Right? Yes, we want to do an executive order and undo what MLG did. Mm -hmm. But is that the right way to go about doing things. Yes, mm -hmm. you're given that power to do that, but is it the right way? 
for the American people. But no, because it, be it can more, be taken advantage. Wouldn't it be more accepted by the people that elected you if it was yes. something that the elected officials came to this? So exactly. work with both sides. Work and, and talk and, and, and come up with this solution together, yeah. like our founding fathers intended us to do. And then that means that the people have invested and believe in it. Instead of, I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of person that if you tell me to do something, I'm going to tell you to go take a hike just yeah, because you told way. me yeah. to do something. Yeah. Now, if you talk to me and you... Include and, me? And, yeah, and, 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 yep. you, and you get me to buy into this, then I'll fight right alongside you. Yeah. But if you tell me you have to do this, I'm going to be like, whatever. Yeah. Well, the executive <laughs> like, powers... Like, you're not, not my mama. Work. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the executive <laughs> orders really remove we the people. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. And, and, and yes, it sounds so great, and we want to applaud our, even our own candidates for executive power, uh, but ultimately, it's not good for we the people. That's right. Yep. And this is the part of ourselves where we have to deny ourselves wanting to just go and eradicate whatever MLG with an executive order. In the long run, it's not good for us. No, it's not. Well, and the thing is, is that everything that they do in executive order, that the that the the next one can just get rid of. Correct. It has no power after that. You know, like yeah. so. So it's like, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. And so now you're back. You've you've kind of wasted so many years. Yeah. And now you're back where you were. Yeah. Well, if you would have just done it right the first place, yeah. <laughs> then I, I maybe just, you'll have something that sticks. I want to hit on the general welfare. I think I'm late to the conversation there, but um, I I think um, we've with these, with these, um, in, what did you call these, Allison? These powers, immutable powers? Enumerated. Enumerated. Numbered out. Yeah. That's where they number them out. Right. Yeah, and they're specific. Right. And there's 18 of them. Right. And yeah. I, uh, I guess what I meant to say is, is, what is the government's purpose for? All of these powers are really found in the preamble. Yes, ma'am. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. So if we look at this in context of how it was written, just like the Bible, you can see that these emu... I can't even... Why can't I say that word? These Enum powers... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to forget that word. These specific, <laughs> specific, specific... There you go. Yeah. These, these specific, specific powers yeah. are so that we can um, do what our preamble says. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? right? Here we go. Yeah. It says uh, to more perfect unit, establish justice, to constitute tribunals inferior to the. Right? We right, have to right. set up Supreme Courts um, for the uh, ensure domestic tranquility. Tri basically, we have lower courts is exactly. what they're saying. We, mm -hmm. The Supreme Court is, isn't the, 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 the only court right. in the country. Mm -hmm. we Correct. Have, we have inferior courts. Right. And that's yes. one that um, Allison is, is hoping to get mm -hmm. into yeah. on the 13th Judicial District. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to just go off rabbit trail. Can I do that? Sure, you do it all the time. So, so, so this... You're a free woman in America. That's right. <laughs> so this 13th Judicial District is new. Am I right? Well, the district is not new, but uh, the legislature did create a new seat on that bench. So um, the way that district courts work in New Mexico, uh -huh. they're divided into um, 13 uh -huh. judicial districts. Okay. And... Um, so, for example, Albuquerque is the second judicial district. Okay. Uh, Santa Fe is the first judicial district. It's hard to say a bunch of yeah. times fast. But <laughs> um, anyway, the 13th is um, comprised of Sandoval County, Valencia County, and Cibola County. Okay. And the courts there, any, any activity, um, whether it's a civil case, you know, family law, criminal cases that occur in those counties are filed in that district. Okay. And the court um, in Sandoval County, so they have a courthouse in each one of the counties, and the court there 
in Sandoval County has a new seat that was created. I think it was based on the latest census results uh -huh. that mm -hmm. showed that yes. there was Redistricting. more. Yeah, mm -hmm. and there were more um, people in that area, so they added another judge to that court. Okay. Uh, the legislature did just this this mm -hmm. last session here in, in early 2022. So um, the seat became effective July 1st and the governor has appointed someone. So the governor appointed someone. This is important to understand uh, people who, out there who don't really know how that works. When a governor, a president appoint someone, they are typically appointed people who are in line with their thinking. Am I correct, Allison? Yes, ma'am. So if with that understanding, uh, I, I would assume that this person that um, our governor appointed is far left-leaning liberal Democrat. I don't know that for sure. I don't know that for sure, but I think that is a safe assessment. Uh, assessment, assumption. correct? Yes. Because that's common sense. To me, that's just a common sense. She's not going to put in a, um, a conservative. Uh, yeah, no. that's not going to happen. Right, that's not going to happen. No. So, so, so now he's... I know that the, the only Republicans that were on the list did not get appointed. <laughs> oh, okay. That we were appointed on the list. So right, no. so she... Okay, so, so he's already in there, this gentleman. I forgot his name. Because uh, she appointed him for July. Yes, ma'am. So he's working right now. Correct. Now he has to go uh, for an election. Correct. And you're going to go up against him. That's right. For November 8th. Yes, ma'am. Correct? Yes. And that's why you're running. That's why I'm running. Because we need a lot of more conservative constitutionalists in our courts. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have um, a balance on the courts. You know, the Supreme yes. Court works well. I mean, an example of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, certainly a, a, what would be characterized as a liberal justice, and Antonin Scalia, mm -hmm. who was obviously described as a conservative justice. They were the best of friends and yes. engaged in robust debate that made yes. them both better jurists. It made them think about, well, why do I think that that, that challenge, mm -hmm. that back and forth only exists when there is some diversity on the bench. And when we have the entire Supreme Court in New Mexico, for example, yep. that you mentioned is all of the same ilk, all of the same party, the same mentality. There's no debate. And, and, and that's when things I think are not optimal. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there's only one conservative on the bench in, in uh, the 13th Judicial District right now. Mm. Um, there's and how does that impact people when, when, when you don't have uh, conservative constitutional judges on the bench? Because I, I know people are probably thinking, oh, well, I don't need a judge. I, I don't have to go to court, right? Because I, I will never probably, sure. hopefully never need your services to, to, <laughs> to do that. So, so then how can we get people interested or understand why it's so important to get constitutional judges in our courts? Well, in the district court level, um, there there, it's it's very different um, than you know the appellate levels. So the court of appeals and the Supreme Court mm -hmm. are making case law that is binding on lower courts. Mm. That's not the position I would be in. Okay. So um, in a in the district court setting, you're really making decisions based on the facts in front of you, um, and applying the law as it stands, the Constitution and case law that's mm -hmm. been dis determined by the higher courts. You're applying that law to the facts in front of you. Um, so. It's not exactly the same um, impact as, say, Supreme Court. Obviously, okay. they're making case law. Yeah. District courts generally are not. That's not where case law is made. Um, okay. That it's it's where case law starts, okay. and so um, just it's important that district court judges know 
the law and apply it correctly and aren't getting appealed and overturned over and over again mm. um, or or making decisions that could create um, some ambig uh, ambiguous case law mm -hmm. that would be problematic you know Allison others. I, I, I want to you brought up the the term case law yes. okay now our friend Joshua James mm -hmm. okay he has a real problem with case law and he's because he's a real constitutionalist and he he was talking about case law a while back in which it's often it, it can be contrary to constitutional law and it's like so how do you how do you reconcile that mm. and it's like you know it's like the constitution is is very uh, definitive and then you come up with case law that is contrary to the constitution but should it be it shouldn't be no well, I definitely have an answer to that. I think any law should have to pass constitutional muster. Mm -hmm. Constitutional law only exists in case law. And what I mean by that is the Constitution says what it says, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know what you think it says. You know what you think it says. I know what I think it says. But what matters is what does the highest court in the land say uh -huh. about what it says? And that is where constitutional law is created, in that case law. Those cases that the judges in the Supreme Court have determined, this means X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. That means A, B, C. So case law should accurately reflect Con the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And if it doesn't, then it, it needs to be looked at and, and say, oh, sorry. That's, that's kind of like, like the Roe v. Wade thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was gonna, yeah. about to say, yeah. like, that's yeah. the great debate about, most recently, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Roe v. Wade case. I mean, to me, that was a simple thing. It's like right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of, of happiness. happiness. Life, right to right. life, right, right, right to there life. at the beginning. It's like, uh, doesn't that baby have a right to live and not yep. be murdered? Well, doesn't that say that in the preamble? The right to life? That's actually liberty. The, yeah. de mm -hmm. the Declaration of Independence. Declaration of Independence. The, the right to life? Liberty. Liberty. And the, and the pursuit, pursuit of happiness. happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where exactly. in the Constitution does it say you could kill? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what gives you a constitutional right to murder? An unborn baby. An unborn baby. Right. They didn't do anything to anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't even say, yeah. when people, we talk about this Roe v. Wade, oh, it was overturned. I don't even, I, in my mind, don't think of it as overturned. I think of it as a wrong being made right. Exactly. Right? But, you know, the left has overturned, overturned, you're right. Whatever. Well, and the confusion that has been created by all of this. Yes. Since the original Roe v. Wade mm -hmm. case and throughout up until this summer um, is grounded in... Hey, How? we're at the end of the second hour. Sure. So it's kind of a hard break, you know. Nope. <laughs> anyway, that was so, very hard. I know. So, so we'll be back, and I want to, I want to go into how the federal a federal judge ruled against the Biden administration and said he must disclose communications with big tech. I think that's a really big one. So, hey, we'll be right back after the break. Well, from 